again, everyone. Welcome to Balaam's Ride on WQOH, 1480 AM, Queen of Heaven Radio, serving the greater Birmingham area and throughout the world on www.queenofheavenradio.com. Welcome to our program. This is John Martinoni, your host for the program. And I'm going to have to uh, give a little... um, uh, just uh, a a tw- our uh, the bishop is what I'm trying to spit out has uh, caused us to uh, have to revamp our program for today because uh, fortunately he got called away to something else he was supposed to be our guest here for the first half of the hour Bishop Baker Robert Baker of the Diocese of Birmingham however he has rescheduled and we have him down de- definitively for our program on Wednesday, September 25th. So Bishop Robert Baker will be here on Wednesday, September 25th, speaking of matters of the diocese of the Catholic Church and so forth. So if you have questions about about uh, what it takes to be a bishop, what do you do as a bishop, what are some of his concerns, if you're in the Diocese of Birmingham, you want to call in, ask the bishop a question, he's going to be open to taking questions via phone or email. And speaking of questions or comments, if you want to uh, add yours to the program today, you can do so by calling 205-714-7014. That's 205-714-7014 with a question or comment. Or you can email it to me at john at Society. Dot com John at Bible Christian Society dot com and if you send me an email put in there uh, radio program or Balaam's Ride or something like that so I know you're not one of my regular emails that come in I get a a, a lot of emails during the day so I want to be able to identify your email immediately so that's John at Bible Christian Society dot com or if you want to call in be on the program two zero five seven one four Seven zero one four. So again, Bishop is not going to Bishop Baker is not going to be with us today, but he has rescheduled for September twenty fifth. So mark that on your calendars if you want to talk to the bishop. Uh, question I got in, and today what we're going to do is uh, I'm going to talk in the first half of the program about the rapture. I had a question at the end of uh, that came in last week during the program, and I'll, I'll repeat that question. It's from Jefferson in North Carolina. But before I get to our topic, I had another email come in. said, Hi, John. Why have you named the program Balaam's Ride? Thank you. And this is from Diana. Well, Diana, that's something I'm going to leave for you to figure out. All I'll tell you is that if you read about Balaam, the prophet Balaam in the Old Testament, he was a prophet hired by the kings of, of the land of Canaan to go out and curse the Israelites uh, when they were making their way out of the desert and coming into the promised land, about to enter the promised land. So he was hired by these kings to do that. And so just read about his story, and hopefully the name of the program, Balaam's Ride, will become, why I named it that, will become apparent to you. Okay, let's see here. This was a question, again, from Jefferson in North Carolina. He said, how do you explain Revelation 3? Verse 10, some Protestants use this verse saying it's about the rapture. 
Well, I talked about that a little bit last week, but I wanted to uh, use that question to for an expanded conversation about the rapture. And again, if you've got a question about the rapture, anything we're talking about today, 205-714-7014 is the number to call, or shoot me an email, john at biblechristiansociety.com. All right, Revelation 3, verse 10. Because you have kept my word of patient endurance, Jesus says, to uh, this is to the church in Sardis, I, no, to the church in Philadelphia. Because you have kept my word of patient endurance, I will keep you from the hour of trial which is coming on the whole world to try those who dwell upon the earth. And so rapture enthusiasts uh, obviously say, well, if you keep Jesus' word uh, of patient endurance, in other words, they'll say if you're a believer, if you've accepted Jesus into your heart as your personal Lord and Savior, then you get to avoid the hour of trial, which is coming. Well, a few problems. Number one, Jesus was talking to the church of Philadelphia, and he was talking to people at that time. What was the hour of endurance that's coming upon the whole world? Don't know for sure, but was it the whole world, or would it seem like the whole world to those who were living there? Uh, And I speculated last week that possibly this was referring to uh, the Roman Jewish wars of the mid to late first century, because there are some people who say, well, Revelation was actually written right before the fall of Jerusalem in maybe 69 or early 70 A.D., Others who say, no, it was in the 90s A.D. Well, let's say it was in the 90s A.D. What was the coming tribulation? Well, there were many wars on their way, uh, famines, disease, pestilence, etc. So who knows exactly what was being referred to here, but he was talking to these people in the Church of Philadelphia in the first century, and whatever it was, uh, either they were spared from it or... They've died and it hasn't come. And so, uh, uh, you know, if Jesus was talking about one thing for them and something completely different for us, well, then that, that, that's not a good way to interpret Scripture, saying, well, it meant one thing in the first century and it means something totally different, some completely separate event in the 21st century or the 22nd century or the 23rd century. That just doesn't make any sense. And so I wanted to go in further and delve in further this topic of the rapture by talking about, you know, what is the rapture? Many of you have heard about the rapture. You've read or heard about the books, the Left Behind series of books that was written, I don't know, maybe 10, 12 years ago or so now. And and I think uh, the series of books have sold 50, 60, 70 million copies worldwide, excuse me, worldwide. And the movies have been made and seen by tens of thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands of people, possibly millions. I don't know how successful the movies were. But uh, the rapture, the concept, as most Protestants believe it, uh, and not all Protestants believe in the rapture, but uh, most of them say, well, before the tribulation, the great tribulation that's going to occur towards the end of time, Jesus will come back about uh, nine-tenths of the way to earth, pick up all the true Christians, turn around and head back to heaven, and then we'll have the tribulation with the, the Antichrist and wars and famine and pestilence and so on. 
But this rapture is where everybody who's a true Christian gets taken up into heaven and they don't have to suffer. Because as we all know, the Bible says Christians don't suffer, right? Uh Uh-huh. Well, this idea of the rapture, where does that come from? Well, it's actually a teaching that's been around for about, oh, I don't know, 150, 200 years or so. But uh, the proof text that is used by rapture believers to point to a biblical source is 1 Thessalonians 4, beginning in verse 15. Verse 15 says, uh, well, let me go back to verse 14. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. For this we declare to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left, and remember that phrase, who are left, we who are alive, who are left, until the coming of the Lord shall not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the archangel's call, and with the sound of the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. <clears throat> so that's the rapture, according to uh, rapture enthusiasts. That Jesus will come back, and the those who are left, and the, the dead in Christ will rise and meet him in the air and turn around and head back to heaven. Problem is, it doesn't say that last part. It doesn't say that they meet the Lord in the air and then the Lord does a 180 and heads back to heaven. If you note the rapture here and and the Left Behind books, which has have really popularized this, this doctrine of the rapture here in the late 20th, early 21st century, talking about being caught up to meet the Lord in the air. Well, that's this being caught up. The Latin word for being caught up is where we get the word rapture from. But let's look at a few verses, other verses in Scripture, and see what they say about the rapture. And these are the very verses that the Left Behind books get their name from. For example, Matthew 24, verses 37 to, to 41 what does it say here? In Matthew chapter 24, we see Jesus talking to his disciples. And he says, beginning in verse 37, As were the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days, in other words, so will be the return of the Lord. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day when Noah entered the ark. And they did not know until the flood came and swept them all away so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two men will be in the field. One is taken and one is left. Okay? One is left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One is taken and one is left. There you go. Left behind. One is taken, one is left behind. And in the rapture books, the left behind books, you don't want to be left behind. Okay? Because they say the good people are raptured, the bad people, the sinners the non-Christians, the Catholics, they're all left behind. But there's a problem here with that interpretation. When Noah, when the flood came, what does it hap- what, what happened? And they did not know until the flood came and swept them all away. Who was taken away by the flood? Was it the good guys or the bad guys? The bad guys. So who was left behind? Noah and his family, the good guys. 
So if two men are in the field, one is taken and one is left, and, and this day of the Lord, day of the Son of Man, the coming of the Son of Man is supposed to be like the days of Noah. Well, in the days of Noah, the bad guys are swept away, taken away. So if two men are in the field, <clears throat> one is taken, one is left, two women grinding at the mill, one is taken, one is left, you want to be the one left. You want to be the one left behind because the bad folks get taken. The bad guys get taken away. The good folks get left. Remember 1 Thessalonians 4.17, which is where the rapture people get their this whole concept of the rapture from. What does it say? For this we declare to you by the word of the Lord that we who are alive who are left until the coming of the Lord shall not precede those who have fallen asleep. Then we who are alive, this is verse 17, then we who are alive who are left shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So you want to be left behind because you get to be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Now, some people might say, well, John, if this isn't Jesus taking the Christians and turning them and turning around and heading back to heaven with them, what is this thing that's being caught? What's going on here? These people being caught up in the in the air to meet the Lord. Well, many, well, I won't say many, but a few of the, the early church fathers saw this as simply folks being caught up to meet Jesus in the air. And they have the privilege to accompany him then on the last leg of his journey back to earth for his second and final return, for his second and final coming to the earth or for his return. Second and final coming. That's it. Just as if a uh, in the ancient world and even today, if a prince or some or a president or some dignitary, a general comes to your town, what would they do? Would they wait behind the walls of their town until the general or the prince or the king comes and knocks on the door and says, hey, open the gate, let me in? No. If they knew he was coming, they would open the doors of the, the gates, head out of the city, and they would meet this great personage on the way, on his journey to their town or to their city. And that's what's going on here. And they would accompany the great personage, the king, the prince, the general, back to their town. That's exactly what's going on in 1 Corinthians 4. Jesus is returning to earth. Those who are left, who are still alive at his return, are caught up to meet him in the air, to greet him. And they're given the privilege of accompanying him back to earth for his final coming. That's what's going on there. And then the same passage that we see in Matthew 24, we find in Luke 17, verses 26 to 36. It says, as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be in the days of the Son of Man. And it's, then it says, likewise, as it was in the days of Lot. They ate, they drank, they bought, the salt, they sold. But on the day when Lot went out from Sodom and fire and brimstone rained from heaven and destroyed them all, so it will be on the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Two women grinding at the mill together, one will be taken, the other left. Two men in the field, one will be taken, one will be left. Well, again, as with Noah, who was taken and who was left? With Lot. Lot and his family were left. The bad guys in Sodom and Gomorrah were taken. They were swept away by the fire and brimstone. So you see, um, this whole rapture thing, the, the whole Left Behind series of books named for these passages from Matthew 24 and Luke 17, they actually got it exactly 
backwards because they had a faulty interpretation of Scripture. They didn't read Scripture in context. They didn't pay attention to what it said about Noah and about Lot and about the Son of Man, the day of the Son of Man. The day of the return of the Lord will be like the days of Noah and the days of Lot. So they got it wrong. All right, we're going to take a quick break now. And when we come back, we'll do a little bit more of the rapture. And we've got, uh, I think, a couple of emails here. If you want to be on the program with us with your question or comment, 205-714-7014 is the number to call, 205-714-7014. Or you can email me, john at biblechristiansociety.com, john at biblechristiansociety.com, and put in the subject line, radio program or the rapture or Balaam's ride, something along those lines. All right, we'll be right back after these messages. This is John Martinoni, and you're listening to Balaam's Ride on WQOH, Queen of Heaven Radio, 1480 AM, Birmingham, Alabama. Support for programming on Queen of Heaven Catholic Radio comes in part from Paul Bruno and Cahaba Custom Cars, specializing in classic car restorations, paint and body work, Classic Car Rentals for Weddings, they're located one block from the Summit in Cahaba Heights. Their phone number is 205-936-4966. That number again, 205-936-4966. This is Father Michael Deering, Spiritual Director to Queen of Heaven Catholic Radio. Let's take a moment to pray for those who may be questioning their faith. Let's say a prayer to the Holy Spirit. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who did instruct the hearts of the faithful by the light of the Holy Spirit, grant that by the gift of the same Spirit, we may be always truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolation. Through Christ our Lord, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Hi folks, Patrick Crabtree here with Crabtree Computer Services in Vestavia. By now you know that we at Crabtree can handle any of your computer and technology needs for a low cost with fast and friendly service. But instead of listening to me, why don't you hear it from our customers? This is Dr. Peter Van Hoy. I'm a plastic surgeon at Premier Plastic Surgery in Birmingham. We've been using Crabtree Computer Services for over eight years for all of our technology needs. They service our PCs, our servers, and our backups. They also manage our website for Google Marketing. Patrick and his staff are knowledgeable, courteous, and fast. I highly recommend Crabtree Computer Services. They've done a terrific job for us. So give Crabtree Computer Services a call for your next computer or technology need at 205-824-7722. That's 205-824-7722. Or come see us on Highway 31 in Vestavia, just across from Mark's Outdoor Sports. We guarantee our work, and we guarantee your satisfaction. Hey, folks, you looking for some help with a home improvement project, a fixer-upper, maybe building a deck or some plumbing or electrical work? Or are you looking at buying a new house and you need someone that you can depend upon to come in and inspect that house for you? 
Well, I've got just the person for you. Jamie Cather was once named Carpenter of the Year in Dallas, Texas. He's also licensed by the state of Alabama as a home inspector. I've used him personally at our house for small to mid-sized projects. And Queen of Heaven Radio, he's used him for several projects, none of which he has charged us for. So if you want quality work for a very affordable price for a home improvement project, a fixer-upper project, or for a home inspection, Jamie Cather is the man to call. You can reach him at 296-2490. That number again, 296-2490. Tell him you heard about him on Queen of Heaven Radio, and he'll give you a discount to his already discounted quotes. Welcome back. This is John Martinoni. You're listening to Balaam's Ride on Queen of Heaven Catholic Radio, WQOH, 1480 AM in the greater Birmingham, Alabama area. We were talking about the rapture, but uh, before I get back to the rapture, I want to do, we have a, uh, a regular feature here on the program. It's called the Bible Theme Song. And what we do is we play some music, and if you can guess... Who, what, what person in the Bible that this theme song would apply to, then you get a free set of apologetic CDs from the Bible Christian Society. That's my little apologetics outfit that I have, and it's uh, about, I guess, 25, 26 CDs now on such topics as Mary in the Bible, uh, Apostolic Authority in the Pope, One Church, uh, sola fide, sola scriptura in the Bible, the sacraments in the Bible, and so on. And all you have to do is call in, be the first to call in with the right answer, or the first to email. And and I tell you, to you know, at first time, first week we said anybody, and just uh, went with the first email. Well, it's easiest to get the email in first because if you call, you have to go through our phone screener, and she's got to let us know via email that you're on the hold and all this. So it takes a little time. So last week we did the first phone call. So what I'm going to do this week and from here on is just say the first email that gets it correctly and the first caller who gets it correctly will both get a set of CDs from the Bible Christian Society. So again, here's the number 205 205-714-7014. 205-714-7014. Or the email is john at biblechristiansociety.com. John at biblechristiansociety.com. And put in the email subject line, uh, Bible theme song, or answer to question, or something along those lines. So, here it is. Well, I'm a man of constant sorrow. I've seen trouble all my day. Who do you think that is referring to? Which character of the Bible would that uh, be a good theme song for? Again, 205-714-7014 for the first caller or the first email and the first person to email the correct answer at John to john at biblechristiansociety.com. Man of constant sorrow. It's a little bit more difficult than the ones we've had 
the last couple weeks. So we'll see if uh, anybody gets that one. All right. While we're waiting to hear from folks, going to go back to the rapture. Uh, one other thing about this being taken away. When you put in the fact that in Matthew 24 and Luke 17, these, these left-behind passages that are so misinter- 180 degree misinterpreted by the folks who wrote those books, the left-behind books, and by rapture enthusiasts, when you throw in the fact that the person is taken away you know, in the days of Noah, the days of Lot, that the bad guys were taken away, the good guys were left, and you throw in Matthew 13, verses 40 to, to 43 in there, and it really just becomes quite clear that the bad guys are the ones who get taken away. Let me show you or, or read to you Matthew 13, verses 40 to 43, and apply this to the left-behind uh, passages. Just as the weeds are gathered and burned with fire, so it will be at the close of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all evildoers, and throw them into the furnace of fire. There men will weep and gnash their teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. So at the end of the age, the Son of Man is going to send his angels to gather out of the kingdom all of the weeds, those who are evil doers. They will be taken away. The good guys will be, again, left behind. And another way you can attack this, this rapture uh, dogma or rapture doctrine, this false rapture doctrine that so many of our Protestant brothers and sisters believe in, is by really looking at the the verse from 1 Thessalonians 4 very closely. Very important when when you're going up against a rapture interpretation of this passage from 1 Thessalonians 4 is to notice who all gets caught up to meet the Lord. It's not just the living, but it's also the dead. In verse 16 of 1 Thessalonians 4, it says, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the archangel's call, and with the sound of the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Folks, there's a resurrection of the dead here. So rapture believers have to believe that not just the living in Christ get taken up, but the dead in Christ get taken up as well. So there's a resurrection, but there's a big problem here, a big problem. If you turn to the Gospel of John, chapter 6, and I love chapter 6 of the Gospel of John, but you find something very interesting. John six fifty four: He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. So the people who believe in Christ who eat his body and drink his blood, whether you take that literally as Catholics do or symbolically as many Protestants do, it's talking about the last day. The believers in Christ, those who eat his body and drink his blood, are raised up at the last day. Not at the rapture. Not at the last day before the tribulation or before the Antichrist or anything like that. The last day. No qualifiers. So this resurrection of the dead that we see in 1 Thessalonians 4, the the rapture passage from the Bible, just shoots a big hole in the rapture as most Protestants believe in it. 
because there is no resurrection of the dead until the last day. Okay, John 6.39, And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given to me, but raise it up at the last day. John 6.44, No man can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up at the last day. John 11.24, Martha said to Jesus, I know that he, Lazarus, will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. So, the last day is when this resurrection happens. So, this resurrection of the dead, of the believers in Christ, which means 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 15 through 17, this uh, believers in Christ, those who are left being caught up to meet him in the air, is going to happen on the last day when Jesus returns for the second and final time. All right, I think we've got a, a caller on line one. Is it Sean on line one? Sean, are you there? Hello, uh, Sean. Hello? Yes, go ahead, Sean. You, did you uh, you were calling to answer our question, our, our Bible theme song? Yes, sir. Um, is it for Job? Job. That's it. You got it. And we didn't have anybody email this time, so you are the sole winner. Did uh, did our call screener get your your information? Um. No. Okay. Well, do me a favor and just email that to me, John at BibleChristianSociety.com, Okay. All right, I'll do your, that. your address and your full name, and I'll shoot you out a free set of our CDs from the uh, Bible Christian Society. Where are you calling from, by the way? I'm um, uh, actually from Birmingham. Oh, okay. Very good. Well, I appreciate you listening, Sean, and uh, for your effort, you'll get that free set of CDs from the Bible Christian Society. And like I said, shoot me an email, john at biblechristiansociety.com. Dot com with your full name and address, and we'll get those out to you in the next few days. All right, uh, we're coming up to the bottom of the hour, and we're going to take another break here. And when we come back, if you have any questions or comments about the, the rapture, what we've been talking about, or if you've got a question or comment about something else pertaining to the faith or, or what's going on in the world today, Syria, uh, the you know, the HHS mandate, any of those things are all fair game for our program. Okay, you're listening to Balaam's Ride on Queen of Heaven Radio, 1480 AM. I'm John Martinoni, your host. And if you want to be a part of the program, you can do so by calling 205-714-7014, 205-714-7014. Or shoot me an email, john at biblechristiansociety.com. All right, we'll get to uh, some other topics here when we come back from our break. Stay tuned. Hi, folks. Patrick Crabtree here with Crabtree Computer Services in Vestavia. By now you know that we at Crabtree can handle any of your computer and technology needs for a low cost with fast and friendly service. But instead of listening to me, why don't you hear it from our customers? My name's John Herod, and I've been a very satisfied customer with Crabtree for the past three years. I have their Forget About It plan for my home PC, where for one low monthly fee, Crabtree monitors my PC for remote and keeps it updated and running really fast. And whenever I have any problem at all, and I've had my share, I call them, and they come in from remote and fix it right then and there. If they can't fix it from remote, they come on site and fix it for free. Crabtree does a great job. 
So give Crabtree Computer Services a call for your next computer or technology need at 205-824-7722. That's 205-824-7722. Or come see us on Highway 31 in Vestavia, just across from Mark's Outdoor Sports. We guarantee our work, and we guarantee your satisfaction. This is Father Michael Deering, spiritual director to Queen of Heaven Catholic Radio. Let's take a moment to pray for those who may be battling an addiction. Let's pray the Hail Mary. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Join us for Food, Fun, and Fellowship Sunday, October 13th from noon to 4 at the annual St. Aloysius Catholic Church and School Fall Festival. Inflatables, wristband games, arts and crafts, and don't forget the food, Italian sausage, hot dogs, hamburgers, fries, popcorn, and lemonade. St. Aloysius is located at 751 Academy Drive, Bessemer, Alabama. The annual Fall Festival Sunday, October 13th from noon to 4. St. Aloysius Church and School. We're here today to ask people about marriage. For starters, what's the best thing about being married? Who I get to stay married to. (laughs) Togetherness. To me, is having a companion. My favorite thing about being married is that I have a partner. Do you think your marriage is good for more than just the two of you? Uh, Does it influence those around us? Yeah, I think. In a positive way? I think so. I would hope that people would see that uh, when we're together that we really have a very true affection for each other. What everybody wants and we know we're lucky to have it. The energy we give out in our home, I think, spreads out to other people. Your marriage just continues to go on and on and on. Oh, sure, and affect generations after us. I think it really sort of stabilizes your whole community. It's a cornerstone of a society, right? Sounds like a good marriage goes a long way. It touches a lot of people. Want to improve your marriage? For ideas, go to foryourmarriage.org. A message from the Catholic Church. Okay, welcome back to Balaam's Ride and did actually have an email winner. Apparently, uh, emails got hung up in my uh, my system there. I don't know. My server maybe was slow putting them through. But Keith emailed in. He was the first correct uh, respondent via email, and he got the correct answer, which was Job. And we had uh, others, uh, Bill, Pete, Paul, Jason, all, and a few others all sent in emails. I appreciate you guys listening. And appreciate your responses, but unfortunately, Keith was a little bit quicker on the keyboard than you guys were. So, Keith, congratulations. You're a winner of the uh, full set of apologetic CDs from the Bible Christian Society, 
as well and all you other folks uh, keep listening to future programs or you can just go to BibleChristianSociety.com BibleChristianSociety.com and get the full set of CDs there and uh, there is a dollar shipping and handling charge if you order the CDs but you can avoid that by mailing in your order and so no cost whatsoever if you mail in the order or you can just download the MP3s and there's absolutely no cost to the MP3s came. Moral of the story, you need to always be prepared because you don't know when the bridegroom is going to return. Or the, the owner of the house who knew, who if he knew the, the hour, the day and the hour the thief was coming, he would be there to protect his home. He'd be awake and, and waiting for the thief to break in, but he doesn't know the hour, so he has to always be prepared. Just so us, we need to always be prepared for the coming of the Lord, because we do not know the day and the hour. You know, all these people who are preparing for a rapture, well, their life could end today. A stroke, heart attack, automobile accident, uh, who, any number of accidents. You know, walking across the street, you could get hit by a car and die. Who knows? So you have to be prepared right now to meet the Lord. That's just the way it is, always and everywhere. Okay, and this is a question. Got an email. Any podcast or MP3 on the website somewhere of this program? We are hopefully recording, it seems to be working this week, the program. And I've got to make some adjustments to the website and have a page set aside for these podcasts. But our plan is to eventually have the podcast of this program up and available for download on the website. It's not available right now, but hopefully in the very near future. And the website will be the Bible Christian Society website. That's BibleChristianSociety.com. We'll be posting those uh, podcasts there at some point, hopefully again, in the very near future. And I will let everyone know via email and on the program when that happens. So I appreciate all the interest from folks on that issue, on that matter. Um, here's a question from Jason. I believe Jason is uh, in India emailing. Uh, we've got a – yes, he is. Hi, John. Can you please comment on the controversy about First John 5, 6 through 8? An interpretation will be appreciated. Can you also please comment – on the sect cult of Emperor Emmanuel Church in India. Well, I can't do the latter, Jason, because I don't know anything about the sect or the cult of Emperor Emmanuel Church in India. Um, if you'd like to send me some information, uh, maybe a website or some links or something that I could look into it, maybe I could comment at a future time. But all I can say is anything, any sect or cult that is not part of the Catholic Church is not does not have the fullness of the truth. They may have partial truth, but they do not have the fullness of the truth. Now, regarding 1 John 5, verses 6 through 8, let me get there real quick and see what it says. This is he who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ, not with the water only, but with the water and the blood. And the Spirit is the witness because the Spirit is the truth. 
There are three witnesses, the spirit, the water, and the blood, and these three agree. Okay, this passage, and uh, let me get here to this note that's in my Bible because it's probably going to be able to say it in a very concise manner. This passage is one that's kind of a disputed passage. Some of the older manuscripts do not have that full passage in them. So there are some people who say, well, um, or, or rather it's an it's extended passage in, in the older Bibles, in the verses, and, and it's been taken out of many of the more modern translations because of what I just said, that, that some of the words that are in the older, like the Vulgate, the Latin Vulgate, in the older um, translations of the Bible, King James included, have extra verses in there here. Let me read the full verse as it appears in the Latin Vulgate. There are three who give testimony in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit, and these three are one. And there are three that give testimony on earth, the Spirit, and the water, and the blood, and these three are one. The three heavenly witnesses, as the first sentence is called, is found in the Latin in the 4th century, and it, but it does not appear in any Greek manuscript until the 15th century. So a lot of scholars think it's probably a marginal, what they call a gloss, uh, one of the um, copiers of the manuscript by hand probably put it in the margin there, and the next person who copied it just copied it right into the text. So... Is it scripture? Well, it's in the Vulgate. It's in for Protestants. It's in the King James Version. And it, it does not, having it in or not having it in does not change any doctrine, does not impact any dogma or any teaching of the church. So I'm one of those that say it's in the Vulgate. As far as I know, as far as we know, you can consider it to be part of the scripture or you can consider it to not be a true part of the scripture. Either way, it's uh, um, it's simply up to you because the church has not definitively ruled, as far as I know, on this particular issue. All right, we're going to take a, a quick break now, hear from some more of our sponsors, and when we come back, we'll get to any calls or emails we have in and some other topics for the home stretch of the program. You're listening to Balaam's Ride. I'm John Martinoni, and it's a pleasure to have you with us today. This is Father Michael Deering, spiritual director to Queen of Heaven Catholic Radio. Let's take a moment to pray for those who may be suffering hardship in the current economy. Let's pray the Our Father. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Did you know that the license tag on your car could save a life? Purchase a Choose Life tag for your car and help a local crisis pregnancy center in your county. By purchasing a Choose Life tag, you not only will have a rolling billboard on your car that promotes life, but 100% of the funds help your local pregnancy center provide free services to those women facing a crisis pregnancy. So get your Choose Life license tag and join thousands of others who are promoting life in our state. For more information, go to ChooseLifeAlabama.org. And thank you for choosing life. Please join us September 10th to November 26th for Psalms, the School of Prayer, an 11-week DVD study taught by popular scripture scholars Jeff Cavins and Tim Gray. In this Ascension Press study, the Great Adventure series moves from telling the story of salvation history to making it personal. Our communication with God is enhanced by a deeper understanding of the book of Psalms and of the individual Psalms that reside in each of our hearts. The study is free of charge and will take place Tuesday evenings at 6 30 p.m at ewtn's guadalupe hall to register or for more information on the optional study guide please email mark mccoy at epiphany studies at gmail.com or call 661-3693 psalms the school of prayer a dvd bible study tuesday evenings from september 10th to november 26th to register epiphany studies at gmail.com or call 661-3693 Funding for Queen of Heaven Radio is brought to you in part by our loyal listeners and by Oxmoor Valley Orthodontics. Located at 415 West Oxmoor Road, their phone number is 942-2270. Oxmoor Valley Orthodontics are committed to providing high-quality orthodontic care in a unique setting that is fun, warm, and comfortable. Oxmoor Valley Orthodontics, 415 West Oxmoor Road, 942 2270. This is Father Michael Deering, spiritual director to Queen of Heaven Catholic Radio. Let's take a moment to pray for those who may be mourning the loss of a loved one. Let's pray the Memorare. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, O most compassionate Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy clemency hear and answer them. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. have you with us. You're listening to Balaam's Ride, and this is John Martinoni, your host for the program. have a couple of email questions we're going to get to, but first... Now, we pause for the Orson Welles War of the Worlds News Bulletin. Planned Parenthood has announced the opening of its first obesity clinic. The clinic opened last week in Atlanta, Georgia. A spokesman, spokesperson for Planned Parenthood said that obesity is a nationwide problem and it is particularly prevalent in the South, which is why they opened their first obesity clinic in Atlanta. 
The spokesman went on to say that Planned Parenthood's method of dealing with obesity is very cost-effective and that the results are permanent. Okay, now to our email questions. This is one I have never gotten before, but uh, let's see. Hi, androgen insensitivity syndrome is a condition when a person is biologically a male from the inside. Uh, I would assume genetically, biologically a male. But from the outside, the person looks like a woman. This is an actual condition. Some of these people don't find out until later in life after they have lived like a woman for a long time. So if they marry a man, would the church take that as a sin? My wife studied this in class, wanted to ask on your show. God bless. Thank you for your work. And this is from Oscar. Oscar, okay. Number one, if someone marries, if they're actually a man but they don't know it until later in life and they were to marry, then no, that would not be a sin since they did not know. For it to be a sin, you have to know that you are committing a sin. However, once they found out, then that would uh, entail that they stop living with that person or stop acting as, as, as the wife of this person because in, in actuality there is no marriage. So there would be, you know, there would be an immediate annulment granted. I would not, I don't hesitate to say. And uh, then that person would have to then start acting upon the knowledge that, yes, I am indeed a male, not a female. And they may need uh, you know, counseling, may need psychiatric counseling, counseling from a priest, uh, so forth and so on. But no, if you do something and you are not aware that, you know, in this instance, that you're actually male because you look and like a female and you, everyone has always treated you as a female, your parents, everyone just thought, well, this is a, a, a little baby girl. Well, sorry, but once you find out otherwise... You have to uh, change the way you behave. But not knowing uh, means that you could not have committed a sin because sin involves uh, knowledge and intent. Uh, another, let's see, another question here is, um, this is from, well, let's see here. We had, uh, okay, question from Daniel. Uh, from Dan, hello, John, off topic, but here's a question, and that's fine. Uh, I converted to Catholicism this Easter. Welcome home, Dan. My wife has virtually no interest and is happy remaining Protestant. She and I are at odds as to what to do with the kids. We have five of them. I've been told various things in RCIA and from other Catholic sources, everything ranging from any Protestant who truly loves the Lord will be saved and there's no need for them to convert all the way to if they don't enter the church, there's a chance that they may be saved as Protestants, but the proposition is much less sure than if they would become Catholic. Basically, my question is this. How important is it for them to convert to Catholicism if they truly love the Lord in their current Protestant setting? Okay. My answer in situations like this is always the same. Could your wife benefit, Dan? Would your wife be better off receiving the Eucharist Yes or no? If she's a good Protestant in love with the Lord, loves the Bible and so forth and so on, acts in a very moral and responsible manner, is good mother, good wife, as a Protestant, could she even be better? Could she be even better as a wife, a mother, uh, a lover of the Lord if she were Catholic? 
if she were receiving the Eucharist? Would she be better off? If, if the Eucharist, if you're Catholic now, if you truly believe the Eucharist is the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, and that you are uniting totally with Christ sacramentally in the Eucharist when you receive it every Sunday or every Mass or however often you receive the Eucharist, would your wife not benefit from also receiving Christ like that? Would everyone who is not Catholic, whether they're Protestant or, or atheist, Hindu, Buddhist, Jewish, etc., would they not be better off by receiving the Eucharist? By, in other words, by being fully Catholic, being full members of the church, of the body of Christ, would your wife be better off by having the fullness of the truth? In the Protestant church, she has partial truth, not the fullness of the truth. So the answer is yes, she would be better off if the Eucharist really is what the Catholic Church teaches it is. Everyone would be better off being Catholic. Her opportunity for heaven would be greater were she a practicing Catholic, fully engaged Catholic, making use of all the sacraments and all the channels of grace that Jesus gives us through the sacraments, having Mary in the communion of saints as her prayer partners, uh, having the 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 uh, the priesthood and all and all the other sacraments as well, it, not just the Eucharist but confession and and so on. Would she be better off? And the answer is yes. What can you do about it? Well, if you have Catholic radio in the area, get her to listen. Uh, order some of uh, some CDs from the Bible Christian Society. They're free or the MP3 downloads. BibleChristianSociety.com. And you listen to them. Tell her, say, listen, I know you don't, you're not into this stuff, but I'm, I really wanted to listen to this CD on, on the sacraments in the Bible. Or you can listen to it and then say, you know, I'd really like, just like your opinion. I, I know you're not going for all this stuff, but I'd really like the opinion of someone who goes to a Bible church and so forth. What do you think about what this guy's saying? Because all he's talking about here is the Bible. And he's talking about the Eucharist, baptism, and confession. And all he mentions is the Bible as his source for these teachings. So what do you think about that? Is he on the right track? Is he full of hot air? Something along those lines where you can just maybe plant a seed and just keep praying. Start going before the Blessed Sacrament. If your church ever has a, um, a Eucharistic adoration, uh, whether it's a permanent Eucharistic adoration, 24 hours, seven days a week, or maybe a 40 hours adoration here or there, or maybe a First Friday adoration, go before the Eucharist whenever you can and pray for your wife, pray for your kids, and just wait for the opportunities. Learn all you can about the Catholic faith and wait for your opportunities because, you know, First Peter 3.15 says, always be prepared to to give an answer to make a response for those who call you to account for the hope that is in you in other words it's it's not telling you go out and beat your wife over the head with the bible or with catholicism or anything like that but it's telling you to be ready for when she has a question and you can prompt questions through your actions through your behaviors start praying the rosary start praying the chaplet of divine mercy start being a very good catholic if you aren't already and if you are a very good catholic already be an even better catholic each and every day strive to become holier love the lord love the bible love your wife and your kids love the church because the church is the body of christ so yes i think it is very very important for her to convert does her salvation depend upon it i don't go that far 
All I say is I, I, you know, the church never condemns anyone to hell, and neither am I. Catholics shouldn't do such things. But what I can say is I think her chance or anyone's best chance, your best chance, your kid's best chance, my kid's best chance of getting to heaven is by being devout Catholics who fully utilize the sacraments of the church uh, and what is available all the treasures of the church that are available to them. So, hope that helps, Dan. Uh, appreciate you listening. And let's see, I think we've got um, <clears throat> maybe one more question here. And this is, uh, okay, this is Jason in India. He's, I tell you what, he's right there. Um, website of Emperor Emmanuel Church. Oh, that's his, okay. Um They've got a website. He sent it to me. I tell you what, Jason, when I uh, first chance I get, I'll look into that and see. This sect is very much Catholic outward. They have rosary, 73 books in the Bible, statues. But according to him and their interpretation of the Bible, the Catholic Church has apostatized. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, Emperor Emmanuel Church then is has appointed himself Pope uh, of his own little church. And so anyone who says the Catholic Church has apostatized needs to read Matthew chapter 16, where Jesus tells Peter that the the church he will build on the rock, on Peter, that the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So if the gates of hell have prevailed against the church Jesus founded, if, if the church Jesus founded has apostatized, 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 then the gates of hell have prevailed against it, which would make Jesus a liar, and which would mean Jesus isn't God. So Emperor Emmanuel Church needs to read Matthew 16, I think it's around verse 16 or 17, where Jesus guarantees that the church he founded will not apostatize. That's all the time we have for today, folks. Hope you'll be back with us next week. Hope you've enjoyed this edition of Balaam's Ride. This is John Martinoni. If you want more of what I do, BibleChristianSociety.com. God bless. Have a great week. Support for programming on Queen of Heaven Catholic Radio comes in part from Paul Bruno and Cahaba Custom Cars. Specializing in classic car restorations, paint and body work, classic car rentals for weddings, they're located one block from the summit in Cahaba Heights. Their phone number is 205-936-4966. That number again, 205-936-4966. This is Father Michael Deering, spiritual director to Queen of Heaven Catholic Radio. Let's take a moment to pray for those who may be questioning their faith. Let's say a prayer to the Holy Spirit. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. <laughs> 